Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Sean Mendez is hanging out in the studio. Okay. Oh, What's going on? Oh, Yo. Let's jump right in. You have I like the elephant. I tell, did I tell you I have an elephant tattoo? Thank you. Wait. Oh, cool. Yeah. Canadian flat? Uh, <laughs> the leaf. Canadian uh, elephant. We just launched <laughs> in Canada. So uh, really? Amazing. I've been infusing uh, Canada Canadian. everything in my life. You got the Canadian. You have a real Canadian now. The- an honor to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Good people. Do you miss Canada? You miss home? Um, I, I still live there. Yeah, That's so, your home base? Yeah, yeah. So I live in Toronto. I, I do a lot. I miss Canada. I don't miss the cold. The cold's mm. r- pretty rough. But um, yeah, it is good people there. And especially in the summertime, it's great. A majority of the mm-hmm. album recorded here in LA? Yeah, we did a lot. We did most of it up in Malibu. Nice. And okay, so when you're in Malibu, obviously, beautiful scenery, you, you lose yourself or do you find yourself? Both. Uh, I think both. Yeah, yeah. You, you sometimes have to lose yourself to find yourself. Yeah, 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 you do. I mean, I was I was up there, and some days you wake up and you're like, I know exactly what I want to talk about, and other days you're like, I don't even know who I am. What do I want to talk about? Which is cool. It's kind of a... I'm sorry, I'm trying to put this in it. No, you're good. That's better. Um, <laughs> which is interesting because that's a great explanation of why the music that I released for the uh, in the past 48 hours sounds like it does like the first song being more rock and the second one being way more R&B is like a perfect explanation of how one day you wake up feeling like someone and the next you wake up feeling like someone else it was like that was what happened so every so in those moments you want those records to be reflective of your current state yeah i think so i, I mean what happened with me was i i I started making music differently every day. Like I'd wake up and I'd wanted it to be like Justin Timberlake, or I'd, and the next day I'd want it to be like Kings of Leon. The next day I want to be Ed Sheeran, you know. And I was realizing I was freaking out about that at first, but I started to realize that that's the way I consume music. Yeah. I'm like I'm like listening to Kanye in the gym, and I'm driving home listening to Mayer, listening to like top ten pop hits uh, later in the night, and it's like that's how I'm consuming music. So therefore, obviously, that's that would be why my brain is making it that way, you know? But the lyrics stay true to the situations that you're going through and they stay true to you. Yeah, that's the common thread. I think yeah. as much as, as all the releases, uh, music I release, it's going to feel like the same artist because it's all from my head in terms of the context of the song. In My Blood is just uh, real and just, it, it's raw, but it's also empowering. And it was a reminder, I mean, I listened to it the, yesterday and Dude, it hit me such at the right time in life Good. that it got me through the day. Good. Because Good. I, I feel that all the time. Like, yeah. I felt like it really was speaking totally. to me. I think everyone does. It, and it's like, you know, it was a big kind of risk to kind of go out there and write about something that's that vulnerable. But the truth is, is like, everybody is feeling that. And I wrote that because that is what made me, like, anthemic guitar ballads talking about real like you know things that humans feel uh, was the reason I, I started loving music back in the day I remember when I was like 10 years old like those were my favorite types of songs and yeah so that's why I went in making that throughout this journey like going back to the very beginning you know when you started making music and releasing it online has there been a moment where you kind of just wanted to give up oh man of course I mean and that sounds kind of that sounds a little um you know like like I don't like I'm not grateful for what I have and I am so grateful for everything and I think I'm the luckiest person in the world but no matter what you do for a living or no matter who you are like there's moments in life where it feels like it's too much um in those moments you just got to breathe and get some perspective because it's it's always you make it you, that's the whole point of the song was it's so much worse in your head yeah. sometimes you find yourself like in a position where 
<clears throat> you think the world's crashing around you and one person has to say literally three words and your whole world flips, right? It's yes. that it's literally that easy sometimes. So that's kind of what I was writing about. Did somebody do that for you? Yeah, so many times I've I've just like uh, you know my manager Andrew is actually really great at that. I'll I'll be I'll text him freaking out about something that I saw that that made that may be wrong and he'll He'll text me back with a little bit of a different view and perspective, and it's just like immediately, you know, calms you down and changes your whole world. Wow! I, when you're in the studio and you go, this in, thing's creeping me out. Well, oh my god, <laughs> baby dinosaur! What is that, dude? Doesn't it, it looks like him too, right? Yeah, it's it, weird. It doesn't it? Doesn't look like you, him? you don't think so? Yeah, it does now. They yeah. make it in the face. Yeah, yeah. If you had the dinosaur attached to your off your neck, <laughs> I should be this for Halloween yeah, next year. Okay, now I'm wrapped in him. Yeah. When you go into the studio to make in my blood, where do you wake up? How does it start? Like, how does the inspiration start? And what lyric came to you first? I uh, I was really inspired because a couple weeks before that, I was in England playing a festival, and Kings of Leon was headlining. Nice. And um, we know the band, so I was able to kind of go on stage. I was able to go on stage, but not with them, but just like there's like a, this video of me on stage watching them. From side stage? From side stage. <laughs> and, the, and they're singing You Somebody. And th I was just completely mesmerized by that anthemic thing they had. Oh. The crowd singing the song. And You Somebody is actually kind of similar along the lines of what, what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I'm talking about. Um, so I heard that and I, and I got off stage. I was like on cloud 10 and I was like, I know everything. I know exactly what I want to make. I ran to this, like got to the studio a week later. I walked in, basically said to the writers, I was like, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's just be as honest as we possibly can. And where's the electric guitar? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Is that how most of your sessions start? Do you start blank or do you start with the tiny little idea of just the sound? Sometimes, sometimes it's... It's an it's a melody. A lot of the I think the smartest way to write personally that works for me the best is is kind of just like getting in and and talking. Like I spend a couple hours just talking with the writers about my there's life you know because yeah. you can't i don't you don't just we don't just wake up in the morning and be like okay we have this great quote of a concept that's not what happens it's more so from like you know just venting or talking about life t to a bunch of people you really trust and then together them pulling the, those them being like okay that's it let's grab that thought and grab that thought and then all of a sudden we're like okay we have this concept let's go write music and melody to it has it been a little bit of a challenge finding a group of people that you trust and you feel comfortable around? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was very lucky, though, because the people I worked with today are the people I worked with on day one when I released Life of the Party. <laughs> like, That's you know, really special, man. Yeah, I mean, literally, the per you know, the people I wrote this song with are the same people who wrote that. Um <laughs> And that's trust. I mean, songwriting is a lot of trust because you you are literally sitting there and and you just like I think I probably tell my songwriters more than anybody more than anybody else knows about me on the planet. So it's 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 like a real trust, a real friendship, and that's what you have to have to create music. I think. What is what What's been the biggest thing and the most powerful thing you've learned since your first album to now? Um. I think the biggest thing that I'm, I'm kind of really kind of clicking into now is I keep saying this. I keep saying it is what it is. Like, I think if you if you're working towards something and you have the right intentions and you and you give as you work as hard as you can and you give your all to something at the end of the day, you know, when when that date came that in my blood had to be finished, whether or not I thought it was finished or not, I, I just had to give it up to the world. You know what I mean? Um, 
and then and then keep going and then keep moving forward like the second you kind of get stuck on something is when you start to spiral into that you know abyss of inside your mind yeah um and so like that's my biggest thing right now is just learning how to accept what i'm doing and accept who i am accept the way i think accept the way I, you know talk or whatever and just move forward from there it is what it is i used to sit i used to sit and watch interviews all the time and be like why why am i why am i sitting like that like why am i doing this with my hands like why did i choose to say like that and and the thing is is like that's that's just how you are that's that's the way it is and that's maybe why people like you and that's why people connect with you and and just stop trying to change that you become your own worst enemy if you get too wrapped up in all of it. Absolutely. And and I, I think everybody is that, you know. But there has to be a balance, right? Especially when it comes to music. You know, you don't want to be too wrapped up in a record, right? And too no. obsessed with it, but you wanna you wanna you make have to sure be a it's perfectionist. Right. That's you it. do, yeah. There, but that's why it's important to have people around you who you really trust. Like my, I really trust my manager and my A and R my label. And when when I'm freaking out about something and I have five people telling me that it's not a problem, I make sure I'm like, okay. It's just me. Move on. <laughs> Move on. You know. Who do you outside of your core team? Who did you play this music to? Do you have friends? Yeah. You go to your parents. I, I, I actually I held out. On, I have a couple friends. Oh, cool. I, I, <laughs> just a couple. I held out on my my family for a long time. Actually, I was waiting until things were really done, and then I I played them only about a month ago in my blood, and uh, they they loved it. Um, Obviously, my mom was worried about me because she's, she's like, I'm just reading the lyrics and this, you seem quite sad. Aww. And I'm like, I'm actually fine. That's not what the song's about. Um, but uh, I send it I send it to like I, John Mayer or someone I, I always send my music to and, cool. and get his opinion on. I think he has an amazing opinion. I send everything to Camila. Um, and she sends her records to you? Yeah. Um, and then I think and then a couple of my friends and that's it I kind of keep the circle tight I have I have a lot of I have a few opinions that I really trust off the bat and then once I get those I think it's then it's up to the world to decide how they feel about it Lost in Japan did you send that to John Mayer? I did yeah he was super pumped about that one actually dude the guitar on that song is pretty sick it is awesome I was like I'm, I'm very very proud as a musician I'm probably most proud of that song D are you playing the instruments on that record? Um, I was playing some of the instruments but we actually had had an incredible guitar player his name's Nate he came in started playing chords and that's where the whole thing got inspired from was from him so I owe it to him thank you Nate <laughs> so just him playing guitar <clears throat> Yeah, he that's came where it in, started. Totally. I mean, he came in, just started playing guitar. We had like a little piano thing from the night before, and that song was probably that we wrote that in like 40, 50 minutes. It was really uh -huh. fast, and that's how like that's how I wrote "Treat You Better," and it was that that fast spark of like I love this, keep rolling. And it was really fun. Very cool. Lost yeah. in Japan's getting a lot of Justin Timberlake comparisons. Was that the goal going into it? Totally. I was listening to so much of of uh, old JT. Justified. Uh, justified, like crazy. Mm -hmm. I still do, and and yeah. So I, that, it was funny. I was Kings of Leon, and then I like jumped across the world to Justin Timberlake world. Um, so yeah. But there's funk to it. The vocals when you go real high. I'm out there. It's nice. It's new. I mean, it's new. I mean, there's there was a year of practicing and learning from the last song to now. So it's yeah. Do you feel like you have to challenge yourself as a musician? Yes, a hundred percent. I think that that's actually a, you know I think playing it safe is is what stops a lot of people from reaching their full potential and and like every time I create a song I make it so that I stress about having to sing it live <laughs> if I'm not at the end of the day being like how the hell am I going to sing this live it's not a good song you know you, to me personally it has to have that like that thing that is that is difficult that difficulty factor you take it seriously I know you do, you do a lot of vocal training before you go on yeah, stage I go hard I, yeah I mean I'm, I'm pretty much every day with my coach on it Eric Vitro so, baby Eric Vitro you know Eric of course he's the man if you don't know who Eric Vitro is he's truly just like 
like God sent angel vocal coach. It's true. <laughs> he's awesome. He's incredible. And he's red Tesla, living yeah. the best life. He is truly. <laughs> he's so doing cool. vocal lessons in the Tesla. How'd you challenge yourself with this record? Um, I challenged myself because I mean all the falsetto and stuff yeah. was huge for me. Not only that, but um, I think just in terms of the way the music feels. Mm-hmm. It's challenging myself not when it comes to live, but challenging myself to release something that I would that I'm worried people will like. And I think it's those leaps that take you steps forward. You know what I mean? I think everybody who 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 really gets further in their life has to take that leap of I don't know what's going to happen. I love it, and like the best you can do is like just do it, go for it, and that's what I feel like I did. Spanish on this album? Spanish. Um, there, there. As of right now, there isn't. I think I, I know what you're referring to, though. Uh, Camila said uh, yeah, you, you I, called I on I, her. I did. I called her. We were doing. I was writing a song one night. I, I must have been on like a crazy Spanish wave. <laughs> Thought it was a great idea. The song didn't end up making the album. I'm sorry to everybody because I know they're still tweeting about that right now. So, <laughs> but is it finished? Is there a song with you speaking Spanish on it somewhere There's, in the universe? It's somewhere in the universe, but I'm not sure if the world will hear it. You might actually hear it on someone else's voice because I I love. Ooh. the song so much it just didn't fit are you okay with giving away records absolutely I, th- I, w- I, th- I write a lot of music that I don't think you know is necessarily for me that would be for other artists what? And, and that's not hard for you no, I I think actually there's something quite amazing about writing a, a song and if it was successful with another artist I think that would be a really cool accomplishment for me uh, a couple months ago you tweeted out a lyric where were you in the morning babe you didn't leave your number for me I didn't tweet that I think fans tweeted that is that a lyric that's going to make it somewhere it is it's in a song mm-hmm. I guess now that you know the kind of context of it I accidentally leaked it <laughs> so how do you I'm such an idiot I leaked my own my own music we are, it was like we were pl- I was do- recording it and it was the demo and we were playing it and listening back and I went to send it to a, a group chat of my friends from home and I put it on my story <laughs> Classic. 45 seconds. But, it was up oh and the fans man. got it. By the way, like happens to everybody at one point where you, you think you're sending something privately and ends up going to the world. Yeah, but Be only, careful with that. Do only not, 45 seconds. Do not, yeah, it was, 45, it was literally up for 45 seconds. And, and they got it. And you, they're fast. It wow. could have been up for 10 and they would have got it. Is that about a one night stand? Yes, technically, yeah, but it's but it's the, it's the backwards. Where were you in the morning? Well, you, you left me. Yeah, you oh. wanted them to stay. Yeah, you didn't even leave your number for me. That's I'm not going to talk about it. It'll be out soon. You guys got to hear it. Is that reality based? Like, did that happen to you? It did happen, but I, I don't want to talk about it because you're, you're going to hear it. <laughs> okay. It's coming soon. Just wait. I promise. <laughs> Who is Lost in Japan about? Lost in Japan is. <clears throat> Lost in Japan is more of a dream world base oh. and I had a dream about this you know kind of reality and uh, with the thought of, of somebody in mind um, and then I kind of just went off that I had this dream that I was like running around this country that I had no idea where it was and then ended up naming it lost in Japan mm-hmm. you like Japan I love Japan it's really cool there good place yeah it's like no other place in the world collaborations on this album there's a few yeah there's definitely a few well, uh, you're probably not going to yeah. tell me. You're, you're probably not going to tell me who. No, I'm not. So, what does it take, and what does an artist have to do to collaborate with you? Well, what mu- are requirements? Not much, really. <laughs> no, ask. Ask it, and, and I'll be there. You know? um, I think Lies. when it comes to. Yeah. <laughs> I think when it comes to making music with like another artist, it's it's not like. It's it's just about vibe. Like you, if you meet an artist, like for instance, um, I was just about to say who's on the album. <laughs> I almost <laughs> messed up there. Um, uh, but yeah, it's about meeting that artist. And if you guys vibe together as a friend, it's usually you know, 
hey, what's up, man? What are you doing today? Oh, I'm in the studio. Cool. Can I stop by? You know, it's not really about writing music. It's just about one day we got together and wrote this song. That was how the, the whole thing with Camila happened. It was backstage, and we were just vibing, and then it, the song happened. But and I think that's when the best music comes. That makes it easier, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really need to get to know somebody, and you're not forcing a relationship. There's no pressure. That's it. Yeah. I saw you on Charlie's uh, Instagram Live. Like a couple minutes ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, he's running late. Oh, he's with Charlie Puth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I feel like the two of you would make great music together. Yeah, I think we would. I, I think he's incredible. He, he When he commented about Lost in Japan... I, I was really, really happy because as a musician, he's like one of the best I know. Songwriters, truly incredible. So I really, I really take his opinion to heart. He has a really scientific approach when he he makes a record. He's right? a scientist. He's he has yes. he has perfect pitch. Perfect yeah. pitch. Yeah. Every song needs to be in a, cir- a certain vocal range yep. because that's the range that males and females can uh-huh. both sing at concerts. Yep. Yep. Like he's it's really precise. I wish I could be that precise. I have no idea what I'm doing when I make music. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yeah, but, something's yeah. working for you. But you speak from the Yes. And I think that obviously holds a lot of weight. Totally. And always will. Um, But he does. He's like... He's crazy. He'll be driving the car with him, and he'll hear like a car horn. Oh my god! Like he, someone will honk, and he'll be like, "Oh, that's a B flat." Yeah, <laughs> he did like, that. Shut here. up! Like, how am I? How am I even know that you're telling the truth? <laughs> because yeah, you, right? don't. you don't. You, you could be, be lying. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a C. I'm you gonna guys start doing know. that. Yeah, when he was here, know. somebody dropped something in the hallway, and he stopped the interview. He was like, "That was a D." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you know that? Yeah, you don't know. You, you could be lying. You really making the whole thing up. Do you not though? That's the problem. He like can sing into like a tuner on his phone, and it will. Yeah, it's bad. It's sick. He keeps voice memos. That's how he documents his inspiration. Yeah, that's what I do too. I think most people do that at this point. I have like eight hundred, wow. like in my phone right now, and so some that have inspired this album. Most of them, yeah. I mean, if you took my phone, you'd have the whole album. What's your biggest strength in the studio? My strengths? Yeah. My I think my biggest strengths are self self criticism, and that's my biggest weakness at the same time. But that's that's what pushes me to make things great and I think also at the same time what drives me crazy in the studio do you know what I mean I, yeah. I was, I'll do a hundred takes of the vocal part and then I'll realize I'll go through them all and realize I got it on the second one but there's this thing that makes me think I have to keep doing it again just for the reason of having to get the perfect take but get it. it's the process you know and sometimes the not perfect take ends up being the perfect it, take. It ends up being the perfect take. Exactly. Exactly. Which is how do you know? You don't. <laughs> yeah, that's like the like I'm, I recorded Treat You Better in a few takes and the one on the record is the demo vocal and that's that's how it is. All of my all of my biggest songs are that they're the first vocal I recorded. R- really? Yeah, Holding Me Back and, and Treat You Better and Stitches is just first try. Would you say this is the most personal body of work that you're about to release? By um, so by so far. By so so much. Um my last album and last, you know, songs, I was talking about myself, but in more of a vague way. And I just was like keeping things more up in the air. But this album, I'm, I get really specific. And I and I realized about halfway through that if I'm not using the lyric that makes it obvious what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about or what I mean, then I'm cheating myself. Because if I, as a listener, I would much prefer this version. And it's like, why would I ever change it? Because of selfish reasons. I think as a musician, it's kind of your thing to have to put it all out there. It's a part of the job. It's a part of the thing. So what have you gone through in this past year that inspired this album? I mean, it's been a year of touring the world. And, and, you know, like within the last year, I got to perform with Ed Sheer and John Mayer. And like I just met basically every single one of my idols and went went to so many concerts and experienced so many different types of music that I never thought I would before and there, all these experiences like really kind of just changed my whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What motivates this idea of wanting to be more personal? Is it maturity? Because, I mean, dude, since your last album to this, you know, next body of work, you've lived a lot of life. Yeah. You know, since the beginning of your career to now. A these, lot. Like, really crucial years Huge, yeah. for anybody. Yeah. You know, why was now the time to be more personal? Um, is it... It is. It is. A, I think it's a bit of maturity. Yeah, and it's also like, I'm only going to be 19 once, and I want to document it, and I want <laughs> to. I want to like look back and remember like how I was feeling when I made that music, and um, like I say, like if I don't, it's, I'm just cheating myself. In 10 years, I'm, I'm going to wish that when I was 19, I was a little bit more personal, so I could have understood it a little better, you know. And I, I don't mean to. I'm not saying you weren't all in before, but I think now you have a new meaning of all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you understand the responsibility of what it means to be a genuine artist. I agree. I, I do, and uh, I. This is my life, you know. For for the past four years, this is all I've done, all I've thought about, um, and uh, that's the only way I want it to be. This it is literally what you make it, and yeah. and and if you and if you don't make it how you want it, then you're gonna just regret it, you know. You know, I get goosebumps having this conversation because you know, try making the internal decision to give your all to something and be a hundred percent transparent and genuine. That is a scary decision. I made it Terrifying. here on the radio show. Terrifying. It's hard. Very hard. You question it uh, every day. You, I mean, th- that is the that is the kind of thing that it is to be human, though. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why people listen to you, and that's why people listen to my music, and 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 so many artists' music, and that's why, you know, I always when it's funny when you imagine people listening to music you kind of imagine them in like a big group at a party or something and the truth is is 90 percent of the time it's somebody on the train with their headphones in it's so personal it's and so personal it's the most personal thing in the world it's this too yeah people have headphones on by themselves you know what i, I mean know. they're not in a party in a room like a 50 people are like hey listen to what he just said you know what i mean you're it's like, building a one-on-one it's relationship a, it's a relationship and like so imagine the way you would speak to somebody one-on-one it's the same thing and there's responsibility with that. Huge, yeah. It's it's being open and not like you know being black and white with everybody. I well, I cannot wait for the new album to come out. I know the details are secretive. Very. <laughs> are all the songs different sounds? Because you you know you have a rock one now, you have an R and B one. What's um, the rest? They they vary. I mean everything everything is cohesive in in a way. But I definitely I definitely stretch. I stretch and there's like some cool like fifties rock type feel. Things get like you know Daniel Caesar like a little bit more like slow R and B type feeling. Cool. Um, and then there's pop. There's like real. There's like pop records and stuff that I love to write. So how do you define pop? I would. Is there a definition of it? No, there wouldn't. I there is no there is no definition of pop. I, my my thing about pop is repetitive, catchy melody. I think. But that could be attached to that any be attached sort of to sound. a rock song or yes. an indie record. It doesn't really matter. That's why sometimes, like the indiest record is the biggest record of the year. You know. Which is cool to see a lot of the times. Yeah, which is my usually my favorite records, and that's why I think if in my blood works, it'll be my my favorite record. I I think In My Blood is going to work. Oh, so I hope you're right. Dude, I when I say like it felt like the song was like reaching out and like shaking me, it was like, Good. wake up. Good. It was just... That's the reason we write it, man. Oh, great. Uh, acting. You want to get back? You want to keep challenging yourself outside of the music space? Definitely. I mean, I would have started already. It's just a matter of timing. You know, yeah. I was making the music and then releasing it. And now I just, I don't have the room in my mind to think of anything other than it right now. I'm just like so attached to it. And so I could imagine in about a year, 
maybe coming around a bit. What about a musical one day? You want to challenge would, yourself vocally? No, I would love. Yeah, talk about challenge. That's like <laughs> insane. Um, I would love to do that. That that would be, I think, the hardest thing in the world to do and the most fun. I'm gonna put it out into the universe, dear Evan Hansen. Ben Platt is pretty great. Ben Platt is amazing. But you know, who ne- you never know. <clears throat> that takes a whole another level of like self-understanding in musicals because you have to like, they're doing like two, three shows a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. The yeah. strength, it's diaphragm is going to be mm-hmm. Jeff. It freaks me out. Can you dance? That. Can I dance? I, I, I think I could if I wanted to and, and <laughs> if I had like someone, if I had someone want me. I just, I, I'm scared of dancing. Why? I just, I, I, do you dance? <laughs> I mean, I've tried. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it my best. Are you kind of scared of doing it though in public? Oh. Like, would you just no, like, no? Oh, okay, well, good for you. I mean, everybody dance. I mean, everyone can dance. Yeah, yeah, everyone can. Some dance, people are better I mean, than others. When you say dance, you mean like musical? I mean, like, yeah. Would you be good on stage dancing? Like a choreographed dance. Someone co- taught me. Yeah, but I'd have to practice really hard, though. I'm not going to just get up there and start <laughs> killing it right away. <laughs> what are you trying to tell a story with this new album? Um, <clears throat> I I don't know. I think uh, there's there's like in there's a lot of. St- there's a lot of things that are not just about relationships on the album, which I'm really proud of. There's a lot of bigger concept stories and, and, and things that, you know, I wanted to write about for three years but couldn't find the right words to say on this album. Every album, chapter in your life, and then maybe one day, 30, 40, 50 years from now, we'll listen back, yeah. top to bottom. Oh, I would love to do that. <gasps> That would be cool. amazing. Is there yeah. a hidden message in the single artwork? Because there's a lot of words yeah. that have spaces. Does that I'm mean so anything? I'm so sorry. There isn't. I wish oh, I was that. Oh, that's so disappointing. I wish I was that cool. <laughs> I wish I was that bright. But I, the, the fans, they make me look so cool when they come up with stuff like that. I should just roll with it. Yeah, but right? it created the word lost in my pain. Lost in my pain. <laughs> oh, are you talking about it doesn't, but you're saying it should? No, it did. It, Apparently, they like they flipped the artwork upside oh. down and merged the two artworks together of In My Blood and Lost in Japan, and it created the word, the sentence, lost in my pain. They're just taking everything and making it into something. Uh, I mean, they make me look way, way cooler than I am. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, that is cool, though. Yeah. The idea that they're same messages, you can combine both of them. Yeah. Totally meant to do it. Definitely. That was all, that was <laughs> yeah. all me. The whole plan the entire time. All me. We you don't have a date yet for there, the album? No. Are you going to drop more songs leading up to it? Definitely. There'll be a few coming, and uh, the album soon. I think sooner than people expect. Can you give me a season? Can you give me a... Uh, warmth. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. if you're in LA, it's always warmth, but think about East Coast feelings, warmth. Spring? <clears throat> snowing on the East Coast right now summer? in the spring. <clears throat> summer? It, it has, to be sn- has to be summer. It's snowing like crazy in, yeah. in the East Coast. It's so it's summer. That's confirmed. <laughs> check, check that one off I don't, know, I don't remember saying anything <laughs> uh, last question how do you measure success mm, that's a hard that's a very hard question I, I don't know and I don't think I'll ever know because I don't think anyone I don't think everyone, anyone ever reaches the amount of success they dream to and I think that's the whole point Really? Yeah. You always chasing it. Always chasing it. Yeah. yeah. That's like you can never you can never know as much as you want to know as you strive to know, and you just you'll never be there. Which is the whole magic of it, because to everybody else you'll be there, but to you you won't. Nice answer. But yeah. also, success can mean different things and yeah, different I mean, facets me, of life. My 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 measure of success is when I get on stage. And I start playing the first chord of a song that I just released, and the fans react how they did on a song from the last album that I know they love. Then I'm like, okay, I did it again for them. <laughs> like that—that's my measure of success. Is those three hours this, after I release a song, going through Twitter, seeing the fans' reactions and and people's reactions. I say that's it. You know. 
How would you describe that feeling on stage and hearing all those people being in Rio? I wish everyone could feel it. That's the craziest video of all time. It's unreal. I, if there was one thing I could, I wish everybody could feel at the same time. It's a feeling of standing on stage and having 120,000 people sing your song back to you. It's a really, it's really insane. You're shaping culture, man. I hope so. Do you ever look back at those Vine days and be like, wow, I was on Vine once at six <laughs> seconds? Dude, I looked back at my days when I was just, I was not even on Vine. I was playing Xbox for <laughs> for 10 hours a day. <laughs> so now all that wow. energy going into something else. Yeah, it has to. And it eventually does, I think, for everybody. You know, And I'm, I was lucky enough to, to find something at a younger age. But um, some people find what they love and they're so successful at it at 40, you know, 50. So, yeah. Sean Mendez, mm-hmm. I thank you for hanging out. Thanks we could for having me. Talk for much, much longer. We definitely could. But, but please come back around to album time. I will. I'm going to come hang out with the cat pillow. You know? One <laughs> quick question. So I know you're performing at the Queen's birthday party. That's true. Are you going to perform at the Royal Wedding too? I wish. I mean, I might. If Do you think they'll be there? Uh, yes. They have to be they there. Have to be yeah. there. Yeah. The Queen's birthday, yeah. I might, I might, I might actually. Slip your number, but okay. Yeah. I'm available. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Come around. Sean Mendes, the wedding That would truly be the best thing of all time. Sean Mendes, everybody. You All might right. see him at the royal wedding. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.